If you want to go beyond the rink and into the dressing room, there's only one place to be, the Hockeyverse, with your hosts, Michael Trakos and Johnny Legend. All right, here we go. So if the Leafs beat the Lightning, and just to let you know, I'm calling Toronto in six. I think we'll be talking a lot about Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, the Leafs are not going to win around, much less the Stanley Cup, unless Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner are their very best, obviously. Same goes with Ilya Samsonov. But a guy like O'Reilly, who has won a cup, has also won a playoff MVP, can be a game changer, an X factor. That's why the Leafs got him, not for the regular season where he was just okay, but for the playoffs. Heck, he looks like a guy who lives for the playoffs. He's already got the beard and the missing tooth. And apparently he's got a promotion based on the practice lines heading into game one. O'Reilly is now playing with John Tavares and William Nylander and O'Reilly is the center. We'll see if it sticks, but whether he's on the second line or the third line or wherever, O'Reilly is going to play an important role for the Leafs with that and more in a very special playoff edition of the hockey verse. You just found the world's latest and greatest hockey, sports, and entertainment podcast. This is the Hockeyverse. On today's special episode, we tee off the Stanley Cup playoffs, specifically Toronto's first round series against Tampa Bay, and give you our predictions with the help of NHL reporter and host of the Sunday Brunch, Dave McCarthy. By the way, check out our show notes for timestamps if you want to fast forward to your favorite part. Also, if you want to be on an episode like this one, email your questions to heyhockeyverse at gmail.com. Screw the lightning and let's go. Screw the lightning. <laughs> Screw the lightning. I'm the Homer, remember? <laughs> hey, man. It's, here we go, eh? How oh, it's finally time. I've been waiting for this since November. <laughs> November? Yeah. Uh, you know what? To be honest, I've been waiting for this since last year in April. Yeah. When you look back now, it, it was a painful season in the sense that no one gave a crap about what really happened. Like, fine, Mitch Martin going for 100 goals right on the final game of the season. I think a lot of people were kind of watching that game for that, but let's be honest. If there was ever a year where you could just completely tune out and tune back in when the playoffs started, this was it. Yeah. And it took Boston having the best season of all time to kind of bury the Leafs success. Yeah. Who cares though? Yeah. It's the playoffs, man. If you're the Boston Bruins, it don't matter. Nope. The beautiful thing is, and I, Nothing personal against the guys, but they all got the flu right now. So perfect timing. Yeah. Listen, I, I covered <laughs> the Bruins when they went to the Stanley Cup final and Zidane Chara had a, a jaw that was like shattered and he was still playing. Mm. So yeah, but that's Zidane Chara, maybe the, the actual, the actual toughest guy that's ever played. Did you see he ran in the Boston marathon today? No way. Yeah. He still got knees. He is a monster. Like for fun, he would just be like, oh, I signed up for like seven, like, what is it called? Like those dirt mutter thingies, whatever. Oh, tough yeah, mutters. yeah, yeah. Well, wasn't he, uh, he was in Israeli like special forces, wasn't he? I'm telling you, man, like yeah, I, if it ever comes out that Zidane Chara was like technically a like Jason Bourne type CIA <laughs> like a operative, like a <laughs> Mission Impossible. No one's going to be like, Zadena? <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so Zadena's not there, thankfully for the Leafs, mm. because man, that's not a guy. I don't care how old he is. You don't want to face, but even with Tampa now, like we're, we got Dave McCarthy on later on the show and he's going to give us his thoughts on, on the lightning. But for me, I'm less scared of Tampa than I was a year ago or you know, two years ago, obviously. like They look like a team that is ripe for a first-round loss. Well, I know you said you got Tampa in six in your monologue. I got Tampa, uh, or the Leafs. I did the not Leafs, say sorry. Tampa in six. You got did the you Leafs in six. listen to the monologue there, Johnny? <laughs> in my headphones, yeah. You got the Leafs in six. I got the Leafs in five at the most. Five, eh? Five at the most. So how does five look for you? Five like, looks a- like... Uh, uh, they just want to win at home. But is it games one and two, they win, they lose game three, then they just take over? Yeah, something like that. You're confident. Like that. Eh? Oh, yeah. I think that I think this is the year, man. It's a good lineup. Yeah. When you look at Matthew Nyes is not probably going to play in game one. Wayne Simmons is probably not going to play in game one. Timothy Lilligren is not going to play in game one. Who else we got? Uh, 
Gustafson. Yeah. Oh, Gustafson. Gustafson. And you know what? This is the first time going into the playoffs pretty much ever that they had NHL ready players sitting in the press box waiting to go if anything goes wrong. It's deep. And then, you know, playoffs are a battle of attrition. Like yeah. we, we all know this. Like it doesn't matter if you start the, the playoffs in the press box, you're probably going to get in because guys are blocking shots. There's so many hits thrown. Like I just nothing better than the first round. Oh, I love the first round. So good. It's just chaos. Because everybody's just as jacked up to be playing as we are to watch them. Right. A hundred percent. Like, and you set a tone, right? Like game one is a, a tone setting game, mm-hmm. whether it's set the tone physically or if it's just like you, you put up like a half a dozen goals, you set a tone regardless. Yeah. They can go out and make a statement right in the first five minutes of the game. So what do you think of this lineup here? I got, so just to break it down. So you got Matthews on the top line, obviously with Marner on one side, bunting on the other. I like bunting back on the top line. Yeah. You like that. That just makes sense. Um, then you got Ryan O'Reilly in the middle between John Tavares and William Nylander. I like that one too. That's got to be a that's got to be a face-off play, right? Ooh, load up though, eh? You imagine that you throw O'Reilly out, and then you got Tavares coming to take the face-off. <laughs> you know, five of those six players are you know, possibly Hall of Famers. Yeah, yeah. Like, how many Hall of Famers do you think are in that uh, those top two lines? So you think Bunting's going to go to the Hall of Fame and O'Reilly's not? <laughs> Bunting is the first ballot. <laughs> And nothing disparaging against Michael Bunting. No, he plays he plays his game. But Matthews, Marner, Tavares, O'Reilly, and Nylander, all in your top six. That's five all-stars. So Tampa, according to their practice lines, Stamkos <laughs> with Point and Kucherov. So, and that's about it. That's about all they got. It, they don't scare me after that. No. Nick Paul, Ross Colton, a guy whose name I can't pronounce. <laughs> And Hagel, yeah. Kalorn, Sorelli. I like Kalorn. I liked him in 2020, yeah. 2021. Yeah. Not as uh, impressed now. Yeah. Sorelli, I like a lot. That's the one guy that. Their fourth line's pretty banged up too. Maroon's yeah. kind of hurt. A lot of they mileage, don't have, man. They don't have Connor know He's long gone. Maroon, Belmar, Perry. I'm like, I'm, this isn't, if, if the Lightning go to the Stanley Cup final again. Good on them because this lineup is not a Stanley Cup winning lineup. No way. Not even close. Like you got the goalie. You got Hedman. Even that defense. Prebux, Sergachev, Radish, Cole, Cernak. They got... <laughs> they, they, they don't even have six NHL defensemen on their defense. So The Leafs have a better defense sitting in the press box. It's going to be a hell of a series. Oh, it's going to be fun. Like I'm saying all this, like, hey, Tampa doesn't look much, but it's going to be, you say five, you don't actually believe it. Yeah. Which is funny. Yeah. You don't. Because I wouldn't be surprised at a sweep. (laughs) I'll say it. (laughs) I'll say it. I'm not scared. Look at what I'm wearing. Look at what I'm wearing. It's like no respect for the opponent. I don't have any respect for them. They got nothing now. They got one line. That is not true. They got one line and a goalie, and the goalie is not the goalie that's been around for the last however many years. Mm. He's slowed down. He's not the old Vasilevsky. I think he's still going to be a Vezina finalist, won't he? Maybe. But that's just because that's where they send his mail, right? Yeah, well, here's what Tampa doesn't have. They don't have the pressure. Mm -mm. Zero pressure on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Last year, there was pressure on can they be the team of destiny and one of those that go down with the New York Islanders and those Oilers teams and um, be one of those ones where you're like, wow, three straight championships this year. No, they they didn't win last year. They went to the final. If they lose, everyone's saying, wow, well, it it all caught up to you. You had back to back to back long runs. Of course, Toronto, on the other hand. Yeah. I think Toronto's got to come out hard and put doubt in their mind right off the bat. Well, if Toronto loses game one, what is your freakout level? It's actually, you know what? It last year it would have been off the charts. This year, eh. they lose game one. I think they're still going to win it in five. You think it's a different, like what mature team? Yeah, 
What, I think they're changed? just, I think they're just deeper. They're bigger. They're stronger. And they're skilled. Like they're, they're solid NHL players right down to the last, right down to the last one. Yeah. Right. They like, even last year they were, they were trying to fill, like they were trying to fill in holes. Right. They were trying to, trying to patchwork a lineup together. So I was down there today and talking with O'Reilly. And you rubbing it in? I'm not rubbing it in. I'm just saying <laughs> when I was down there. And I was talking to O'Reilly, who I covered when he went on that uh, blues run, um, 2019, when they beat Boston. And I said, wow, you were outstanding in that series. Um, and he said, you know what it was about that series is that every game there was someone different. Like it was a Carl Gunnarsson scoring a point shot for the game winner. It was... Alex Dean, it was Tyler Bozak, it was Tarasenko, it was Boymeister, it was Petro. And he said what, whether it was the offense that was coming from those guys or even just in the room where one day he would speak, one day another guy would speak. That's what Toronto, when I look at them on paper and I see a Nola Chari on your third line and a Zach Aston Reef on their fourth line and an O'Reilly now and a Tavares and a Shen, and, an and a Riley. Like, there is a lot of guys in a Giordano who can speak up and who can produce in, on a moment's notice. Yeah. So, like, to what you said, if you, can, if you lose game one, I don't think there's that freak out in the room because you've got some guys who've been there and done that, and even if they hadn't been there and done that, they're just seasoned pros. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, even Lafferty, he's played well. He's earned his spot on that fourth line in the playoffs. Yeah, that's the one. That's the line I think we're going to see some guys go in and out of. Well, we said it, we've been saying it for weeks that the third and fourth line, that's going to be the difference in the series. Yeah. Right. And now looking at the, all the lines together, it's the third, fourth, and second line. What do you think of the D? So McCabe um, with Brody, Riley with Shen. That's a and Geo with Hall. I love Riley and Shen together. Just makes sense, eh? Yeah, but I'm a big Shen guy. I like Shen. I liked Shen when he was here the first time. I liked him when he was in Tampa. He was in Tampa Bay a couple of years ago. Liked him when he was in Vancouver. Yeah, someone was asking Keith about that, and he said it's just a no brainer. Like you've got the offensive guy with the meat and potatoes. Hey, mm -hmm. I'm just gonna say you always played with a guy like that in beer league. Yeah, that was me. Which guy were you? The beaten potatoes. Okay. I'll so play my are. point and I'll stand in front of the net. So the other guy can be like, yeah, go pinch all you want. I'm not going to be pinched. You never pinched. Well, yeah. I was right wing. Oh, okay. Yeah. You think Luke Shen has ever pinched offensively no. a day in his life? He has no business being anywhere Riley near knows the, that. <laughs> yeah. He has no business being anywhere near the face off dots. Like for me, it's like when Riley played with, uh, who was the guy? Ron Hainsey. Mm-hmm. Like that was a perfect, oh, yeah. that was a match made in heaven because yeah. Hainsey ain't going past the red line. No, and Hainsey was solid off the boards and out. Yeah. So this one makes a lot of sense. And I, I really like what McCabe has brought to the, the defense, like from a physicality standpoint. Everyone's kind of quibbling with Hall. I heard a lot of, well, I, hear, I see it every day on Twitter. Why isn't Timothy Lilligren there? What is your opinion? I think that Hall kind of earned it by being pretty solid and being there when you know, when it was crappy, but I think he's got a short leash. Well, Hall, look at his penalty kill minutes. Mm. There's a reason why he's in this lineup. Yeah. Lilligren is not going to kill penalties at all. And never mind the way Hall does. Like, he's just not going to do it. No, but I think he's the one, he's the one that gets switched out. Somebody gets switched out. Yeah. If, if you see some giveaways or he's just not looking right. That's the problem. If you put him with Giordano and I like Giordano smarts, but the foot speed's not there. And if Hall's having a trouble or having some trouble, you know, maybe, maybe it's going to affect Giordano's game as well. Mm -hmm. So maybe he needs a guy who's more, you know, fleet of foot like a Lilligren. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, I really think Hall's Hall's on the short leash there. That's why he's number six defenseman. Yeah. What about, uh, what about Tampa's D? I, I, we, we talked about this just like, I think Toronto's going to eat him up. Oh my God. Like how is, how is Cole and Chernak going to stop? Like but they, they have a couple guys who might get in there. Like they got Bogosian as a, a non-player for the playoff right now. I like, 
I liked Bogosian. I like Bogosian. Why isn't Bogosian playing now? I don't know. We'll get. We'll get. Maybe he's that. hurt. Right? Yeah. You don't know. Who knows? Yeah. This, but this is a lineup where, yeah, Toronto. If they don't win it this year, <laughs> something's gonna happen. Oh, because <laughs> so there's, there's a missing ingredient somewhere. And I don't know if you heard about this nonsense about Kyle Dubas having friction with Brennan Shanahan, and uh, it stems from a Frank Saravelli report and. No, I'm not, I say nonsense because I'm not doubting Frank Saravelli's report. I just, I, I don't see Kyle Dubas leaving for Ottawa. I'm sorry. No. Like if you're going to leave Toronto, you're not going to Ottawa. And I know there's some listeners in Ottawa, but you ain't leaving Toronto for Ottawa. Well. In Pittsburgh, I think that job's going to be filled before uh, the Leafs are out of a playoff spot. I think that job's going to be filled by Trey Living. If, if he doesn't take a year off. Dubas is not going anywhere. That's Dubas it. That's is not the other going. Thing. We're like kind of going. Yeah, we're getting off tangent here. He's not leaving. Yeah, and there's no friction. I don't believe between him and Brendan Shannon. And here's the other thing: if Dubas is gone, which he's not going to be gone, but if Dubas is gone, Shanahan is also gone. Yeah, it's a package deal yeah. by now. Yeah, the Shanahan plan and Dubas are the same thing in my mind. Yeah, 100%. There's, I mean, no, there's no scenario where Kyle Dubas loses his job and Brennan Shanahan keeps his job. No. And I'm not saying that Shanahan is also going to be on his way out because like it or not what they've done in the playoffs, regular season numbers matter. And this team is a juggernaut every time we go into the playoffs. On paper, you always look at them and you say, that's a team that can win a cup. So if you put together a team that on paper could win a cup and they don't get the job done, I have no idea how you can blame the architect. Well, that's the thing. If you got a team that on paper can win the cup, then how do you make them better? Johnny, I, I build a house, okay? <laughs> I build a house. It's a great house. You come in the house, you trash the house. Are you going to blame me for building a poor house that yeah. you just destroyed? Uh, yeah, like that's you, exactly you went, it. Like you put holes in the wall. Why, 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 why? How did you let me put holes in the wall? Like, I that, that's the thing I don't understand. <laughs> he built the team that can win a cup. The fact yeah. that they don't win a cup, it has nothing to do with how he put them together. The only thing you can quibble with is should he have gone after a better goalie or whatever? But right now, when I look at this series and when I look at the overall bracket for the playoffs, Toronto's in a, t- in a mix of like four or five teams that on paper can win a cup. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna if they make it to the cup, they're gonna be against the team that's kind of favorited to win the cup. Ooh, Edmonton? Yeah. You you are Yeah. You and me both, man. I, I wanna see a McDavid Matthews. A hundred percent. We talked about this all the time. That would just be T V rating heaven. Well, maybe this is a great way to segue into our playoff bracket there, Johnny. I wish we had a button for this. We should have put a button well, for this. It's yeah. a one-time thing. Do we need the a bracket. button for that? The bracket. The bracket. bracket. So where do, we want, where do you want to start? You want to, we Let's, already did Toronto. So well, we said Toronto, Toronto. I say Toronto in six. You said Toronto in five. Toronto in five. And next, why don't we go Boston, Florida? So I was talking to David Alter today from the Hockey News. And he says on his, I showed me it now, his bracket, he's got Florida beating Boston. You do too? I also do. Come on. But for a different reason. I got Florida beating Boston because Boston has the flu. What, what do you got? The, the series? The entire team has the flu. Oh, it's going to be seven. It's going to be seven. No, Boston in five. You think Boston in five? How many times they lose in the regular season? <laughs> True, but it's not the regular <laughs> season anymore. Yeah, Boston's a good playoff team also. Mm, true. Built for the playoffs. Florida's uh Florida's tough team though. Here's the question. What about it, that Florida goalie lion though? Listen, if Florida beats Boston, there's a lot of people who like me included because I had to fill out a bracket of like who, which players are going to be top playoff performers. You know how many Bruins I took on that team? <laughs> I didn't take a single Florida player. <laughs> I guess not. Not even Maddie Maddie Katukachuk. What did uh, what did Don Cherry used to say? Taychuk. Kaychuk. All right. How about Carolina versus the Islanders? Are you, are you predicting another upset here? <sighs> no Svechnikov for Carolina. And I think I still go Carolina. Can I, can I make a prediction? Mm. 
most boring series? Oh, 100%. How much, how much time are you going to devote to this series? You know what? I'm, I'm going to check the score. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to check the score. That'd be like, wow. Any Lou teams. Just Here's the thing. If the Islanders watch. win, they're, they're probably going to score a grand total of like four goals in the whole series. Yeah. One nothings. I, I actually think the Islanders are going to win. I say Islanders in seven. You think Islanders? I got Carolina in seven. Yeah. I like the Islanders goalie. I don't like Carolina's goalie. I think Islanders uh, are just going to bore the heck out of them. And then the other thing is Carolina plays like a similar style. Yeah, I like know. Rod is not a big, like, uh, open up the barn doors and let the horses run. It's going to be one of those 2-1 games with a total of 39 shots. This is the series that is literally no one outside of Carolina, even in New York. If you're a New York resident, you oh, you're be watching, watching. Yeah, you're watching the Rangers. Now, this is, aside from Toronto, this might be the best series, I think, um, in, in the whole first round. New York Rangers against New Jersey Devils. I covered a Rangers Devil series uh, traveling uh, by train back and forth. It was a lot of fun. Mm. So I can imagine. amazing. Like the, the crowds there just they despise one another. And who do you have? I think, uh, I think Rangers in six. Yeah, I got Rangers too. Uh, I think Rangers in five. You think five? Yeah. I don't think it's New Jersey's time. I Mm-mm. think. A couple yeah, more years. This is a get your feet wet kind of mm-hmm. year for them. It was like, is, like the Leafs in Matthew's first year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they lost to Washington, that was mm-hmm. like, oh, you're like baby steps. The next year they're going to go to the conference final. Yeah. They weren't supposed to make the, well, they weren't even supposed to be here. They're just happy to be here. Yeah. No, no one was complaining after they lost in six. It was like, wow, they went from the worst team in the league to made the playoffs and actually punched uh, Washington in the mouth and gave them a run for their money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm kind of excited to watch Pat Kane in the playoffs. Me too. Yeah. I think that I, I like the New Jersey devils, like, Jack Hughes and Heshire and Jesper Bratt. There's a lot of exciting players there. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's one of those ones where if you're just like Joe fan who mostly watches leaf games, doesn't uh, watch a whole lot of non leaf hockey. That's one where you're going to be like, wow, that Jack Hughes is amazing. Yeah. And you're going to be like, wow, what a series. Like Patrick Kane is back doing Patrick Kane kind of stuff. But I think that's one where it's going to put New Jersey on the map. Mm-hmm. If you're like, yeah, on an off night, maybe, uh, I don't know, is New Jersey playing uh, on Leafs, on uh, non-Leaf nights? Uh, no, actually, I think they play. Well, then take I take back yeah, everything play, I just said. <laughs> they play the same night. Well, they're screwed. No one's watching that series. <laughs> Everyone's going to be watching Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what about the next one? Edmonton, LA. I think that's an easy one. I go Edmonton in, I'll say six. I got Edmonton in five. Yeah, you're probably. I, I, got I actually think you're probably going to be right on that one. I got Edmonton. Connor's five. just not on if, another level. If man. it goes to five, well, not just that. How steady? How steady did Ekholm make the defense there? You see what Drew Doughty said about Connor? What? He's like he smacked uh, one of our guys. Uh, he's we're going to get him back. Yeah. Like, good oh. luck. Good luck catching him. Yeah, I like Drew Doughty for that kind of stuff, though. Yeah, but when 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 whenever. Uh, Whenever McDavid's been hurt, it's because he's run into a goal post or he's run into the, he's run into the end boards. He's, you're not catching them. You're not hitting them. You know what? I could see of all the matchups and you say, what, what would be the biggest upset? I think Edmonton losing to LA is a bigger upset than Boston losing to Florida mm. just for how upset people will be. Yeah. Because we all want to watch McDavid. Oh, I don't care who you cheer for. You're not a hockey fan or a sports fan if you don't enjoy 97. And how pissed off do you think Connor McDavid will be if they get knocked out by LA? Dude, he's getting traded to <laughs> Toronto if that happens. <laughs> eh? <laughs> one for one. <laughs> what was that trade we said? It was like, uh, would you do Matthews and Marner for McDavid? Yeah. <laughs> you said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Edmonton still says no to the trade. <laughs> won't do it. <laughs> yeah, because they know that Matthews won't stay in Edmonton. Well, I mean, Edmonton beat LA last year in the playoffs. Yeah, it's it's going to be a tough one though. Like, uh, well, no series is going to be easy. It's they're the best teams in the league. Uh, you're probably right. Right, they're all all everybody who's left is the best teams in the league. Yeah, yeah. There's no weak team. Like, no. like you could say Boston, Florida, but 
Yeah, I, I don't want to play Matthew Kachuk in the playoffs. I no. mean, it could be just Matthew Kachuk and a bunch of like beer leaguers, and they're still gonna hurt you. He scares me, man. Yeah, he he wants to hurt you. He's like his dad. Yeah, Drew Doughty's a bit of that. I think he's mostly just like talking and just trying to like remind people that hey, the, the Kings are they had a pretty good year themselves. Mm-hmm. But Matthew Kachuk, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I don't want to play him. I don't want to play him even like. Shuffleboard here. <laughs> no, those, those boys seem competitive. Yeah. Just a tad. <laughs> all right. How about Vegas, Winnipeg? Well, here's the thing. Vegas is pretty much run away with the league all year, right? With the division. Yeah. Uh, if, if Winnipeg's got a chance, it's all the goalie. I, I'm picking Winnipeg in this one. Yeah. I go Winnipeg in seven. Yeah. I pick Winnipeg, but I, it's going to be all goalie. The goalie is going to be the story of the series. I'm not sold on Jack Eichel. He hasn't proven anything yet. No, this is his first playoffs too, huh? Yeah, but he hasn't proven anything. I think you'll know what Jack Eichel's made of in the playoffs after the first game. It could be a coming out party because a lot of people are going to be watching that series. Again, does Winnipeg play on non-Leaf nights? Or is it, uh, I think they do. I think it's, uh, so I think a lot of Canadians or fans are going to be watching that series and we're going to either come away saying, don't say it's the same. Winnipeg plays on Leaf nights. Vegas is a late start. Yeah. Sorry. Well, actually, Winnipeg's a little bit of a later start, too. You'll be able to catch like the one end hour. of it. Yeah, you'll be able to catch the end of it. Yeah. I I, I think that's going to be a good series. I think that one's, uh, it could be a sleeper series where we're talking a lot about it. Yeah, well, I think so, too. I like Connor Hellebuck for Winnipeg. Yeah, over- he's going to be the difference. He's If, if Winnipeg's going to win, it's going to be Hellebuck that's going to win. Yeah, because... Vegas' goalie, what's his name? Logan, is it Logan Thompson? He, he literally came out of nowhere. Yeah. This is his first playoffs, like where he's the, the guy and, you know, expected to take over um, that series. And there's a ton of pressure on Vegas. Uh, maybe not from the actual people of Vegas who are just still like great fans. Did you see, like there's images today from uh, their practice and they open it up and it's like a sold out practice rink. Really? Yeah. They just love their hockey there. Can you imagine if the Leafs open their practice for the playoff practice? Yeah, I was there. And you know what? You can't because you know how many reporters were there today? (laughs) It was insane, man. Like it was like the main scrum, which had maybe 20 people between cameras and reporters. And then there was like side scrums going on. So like five people were talking to Shen, five O'Reilly, five Tavares, five like Lafferty. Like it's a zoo. Like that, that's when I say like there, there was a buzz today. So who gets Lafferty in the scrum? Is that like the starting out reporters? No, well, <laughs> you know what? Like that's the thing about the Leafs is like people care about yeah. like what kind of role Sam Lafferty is going to play. Yeah. Well, that's why they're and the I, center of the hockey verse, man. They are like, it's not just the top guys who everyone's kind of like, Hey, well, how, like you've got a Ken Baumgarten Jersey. Yeah. Okay. Like that's the perfect example. Mm-hmm. If you're a, a Dallas fan or something, you probably don't have the fourth liners Jersey. Probably not. But also back then it was a different time. Baumgartner was fighting every night. Yeah. True. Right. That's, that's why he was popular. Well, Vegas has pressure. Mm-hmm. Like I said, maybe not from the people of Vegas, but when you look at that owner, he is impatient. Like when you go to the cup final in year one, there's the expectation that they should win every year and not making the playoffs last year was like a huge, like welcome to the NHL moment for them. Like yeah, kicking the nuts. It's basically. like when a, it's like when a rookie is on the Stanley cup winning team and he's like, Oh, is this how it is? We exactly. win every year and then you never make it again. Yeah. So yeah, if Vegas doesn't go, I don't know how far they have to go, but you got to get past Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. You know, heads are probably going to roll there and with the golden Knights, they, they can't, like every off season, there's a team to watch, right? Mm-hmm. So on the non-leaf nights, it's the Islanders, Hurricanes, Panthers, Bruins, Wild Stars, and Kings, Oilers. Wah, wah. Except for mm. Kings, Oilers. Kings, Oilers, yeah. All right, where are we got in here? Minnesota versus Dallas. Aye, that's another a- one. <laughs> how much? How much time are you going to be paying this attention? Uh, that's this zero. Year? The only, the only, well, at least one of those teams is going to make it to the team. Yeah. At least one of those teams is going to make it to the second round. How about if they all wear the, the North stars jerseys? 
Oh boy. All right, who, who, who are you picking? I'm going to say Dallas. I like Jake. I pick Dallas. Yeah. I, I don't give a crap. Whatever. <laughs> I, I, Honestly, I, 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 I didn't give like. I I probably won't watch a lick of that series. No. But you know what the cool thing is? If Dallas wins, it'll be like a throwback to the old 90s Dallas Edmonton playoff series. Only this time Edmonton's going to destroy them. Yeah. Again, <laughs> I don't care. Like, I, Here's what I, I want to see Edmonton against Colorado. That's all I'm waiting for. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, Colorado, Seattle. I'm kind of going to watch this one. Seattle's first uh, playoff uh, series. Um, I, I'm curious to see what the fans are going to be like. And obviously the abs. They just won the cup. They got so many good players. I'm picking Colorado, obviously, because I want to see Colorado against Edmonton. I'm going to say Colorado in a sweep. Nope. I'm going to say. No, maybe not a sweep. I don't know. I'm going to say Seattle yeah. in seven. You're crazy. I'm going to say Seattle. No ranting in. Kale McCarr's banged up. Uh, no Landeskog. No Landeskog. No ranting in. I changed my answer. <laughs> I was waiting for you to pick Colorado just so I could drop that on you. I know, but. <laughs> They still got Nate. Yeah, Seattle's not that bad. They're really good. Guess who had as many goals as uh, Jared McCann this year? Who? Austin Matthews. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Jared McCann tore it up. Well, somebody tried to tried to write that 40 was the new 25. <laughs> <laughs> That's all like how many goals people score these days? Like yeah. scoring 40 is nothing? Yeah. Like it's easy. Like yeah. anybody can score 40. Yeah. I don't know. It's still pretty good. Yeah, it's very good. He found a great spot there. I like, you know, when you look at their forward lines, no one really stands out. Like the fact that Jerry McCann is probably like their top offensive weapon mm-hmm. tells you something. But they've got like three lines that are equally good. They are. They're, they're basically Vegas from a few years ago. They are. Yeah, you're right. That's a good comparison, actually. They're just a bunch of... Bunch of Second and third liners. Bunch of guys punching above their weight yep. who normally wouldn't get a chance. Like a Jared McCann on Toronto is basically what? Cali Yonkrook. Mm-hmm. He'd be lucky if he gets 20 goals. Mm-hmm. Goes to Seattle. He's top dog. There you go. And he ran with it. He ran with it. So we're going to have to take all these picks. We'll have to listen through, put them on the website. <laughs> so people can, or you put them on your Twitter. <laughs> you so we posterity here. Hey, we'll put it, we'll put them on, put so them on your Twitter. Can hate on us? Yeah, we want. Let's get some hate. Oh boy! I want to hear how much hate I get about my uh, Florida over Boston, my Seattle over Colorado pick. Yeah. Until Johnny Legend has a perfect first round, let's see. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Or it's gonna be a bracket buster. (laughs) Or it's gonna be a disaster in which I can say, "Hey, I'm just a fan." Well, I'm excited to see what our next guest picked because we've got uh, Dave McCarthy coming on, and yeah, I, 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 I'm standing by it. Edmonton versus the Rangers. In the Stanley Cup final. I don't know where Dave McCarthy sits, but uh, coming after the break, we've got NHL.com writer and host of what is it? The Sunday Brunch. Sunday Dave McCarthy. Brunch. Coming up on the Hockeyverse. So, John, I was down at the Leafs practice today and mm-hmm. I ran into our next guest, Dave McCarthy. And Dave, if you don't know, is NHL.com's Leaf correspondent. And the host of the Sunday Brunch on Sirius XM NHL Network Radio, and so before the season, he and I bet on Cal Yonkruk's season totals. No, yeah. <laughs> how could yeah. how could you even begin to guess what he was going to get this year? I don't like forget about Matthew scoring fifty or you know whether Mitch gets a hundred. We want to put money on well, coffee as it should, I should say, uh, on what Yonkruk would do. So. You know, do you want to guess what he, uh, what I said he'd get? I seven goals. Let's bring Dave on. Dave, you you there? I, I'm there. What's up, buddy? Good to talk to you, Trey. Seven goals, eh? That, that that's what our buddy here, uh, Johnny uh, yeah. Legend, thought I would. Uh, uh, that's what I guessed you would guess. What did you think? That's a little low. That's a little low. Give the man some respect. I know he was. <laughs> he's not Austin Matthews, but. But he's not, he's not a schmelt either, right? Like, Well, he, he's not Austin Matthews. And I said 20 goals, if you believe it. Really? Yeah. Isn't that amazing? That's why you are the leaf writer. So Dave, why aren't I getting my coffee here? Like, what's up, man? Well, so here's, here's the thing. And this is documented on Twitter at Dave A. McCarthy. Okay. It's tagged with a dateline, October the 11th. So before the season began, um, it, it's out there. So this is documented. 
We set the over-under on goals at 19.5 and points at 44.5. So, look, if we aren't great hockey reporters, we should be odds makers in Las Vegas. <laughs> because clearly, clearly, Trey, we know how to set a line. And Perfect. and what's happened is you you were correct on the goals, but but just by the uh, the hair of your chinny chin chin, so to speak, right? Because <laughs> he scored in 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 game eighty one, his twentieth goal of the year. Um, he was hurt there for the the last week of the year, and I was I was quietly pulling Sheldon Keith aside. I was trying to convince him to to rest him until the end of the year. You know, just you, you want to make sure he's available, but he wasn't listening. So he got that goal in game 81. He's got 20. So you win on that 19 and a half. He scores 20, but he ended up with 39 points. So uh, I think I won on the points. So I think uh, like, like Jerry Seinfeld says, Drake, yeah, we come out even, right? <laughs> well, he's not going to get a whole lot of chances. I don't think in the playoffs now, because you know, he was playing on that Tavares line and he was, he saw time on the Matthews line and, you know, based on the lines today, Nola Chari and Kerfoot are his line mates. So what are you expecting of a guy like Aaron Kroc? Is this kind of like a, an odd situation where if he's not playing in your top six, does he help you on that third line? I think he does. I, I think you, you listen to Sheldon Keith throughout the year and he was constantly talking about how much he liked the Aaron Kroc. Even when he was out for a period of time midway through the year and he returned to practice, I remember that first practice back. He said, "Oh, look, man, Kelly Yarncrush back. Even our practice, uh, our practice pace is better." So the head coach really likes Kelly Yarncrush. Why? Because I think he's 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 a reliable, predictable player. You you have an idea of what you're going to get out of him when you put him on the ice as a coach. He's not gonna he's not gonna light the lamp all the time. He's not gonna score you forty goals, but he'll chip in here and there. And generally, when he's on the ice, nothing bad happens. So I think that's what they're looking for in that line with uh, with with uh, Yarncroke, with Achari, and Kerfoot, at least for the first two games here at home. Um, see if they can't match that line up against uh, against one of Tampa's offensive lines. Um, and you've got the the Tavares O'Reilly Nylander line. I think they're fairly confident in what O'Reilly and Tavares will deliver defensively as well. So that gives you two pretty good matchups, and then it allows the the bunting Matthews Marner line to go to work in real offensive situations. So I think that's how Kelly Arncroft is going to help Toronto in the first two games. They're not looking for him really to score goals, chip in if the opportunity arises, but just be a guy that's really reliable and and keeps things under control when he's on the ice, and allow the guys that have the ability to shoot it in the net almost at will at times um, to go to work in that regard. What do you think there, Johnny? He, he, it seems like a weird matchup. Like I, Johnny, you know what Johnny would want? He wants Wayne Simmons in there probably in that spot. Yeah, we want to play heavy in the first game, I thought. Yeah. That was my guess. I, I was surprised, honestly, Dave, that you know the Wayne train doesn't find his, his way into game one. I mean, maybe I'm on an island with Johnny here, but I, I thought for sure uh, you would load up with the big guys, you know, like send a message on home ice. Almost You've like got a, enough offense, and I think, I don't know. Yeah, almost like a sacrificial lamb. Just go out there and make a mess. If you get thrown out, you get thrown out. Yeah, look, what I'd say to that is, remember a year ago in game one, Kyle Clifford, of all people, was in the lineup. Yeah. And, you know, he went out. And I thought he had a, a good first two shifts, and then he, he did something really stupid, like a hit you just can't deliver when you when you see letters and you deli- and you go through the board. Wayne's as more he did. disciplined, though. If he's going no, off, you're he's right. taking a guy with him. You're right. You're right about that. But I, I think my question then to that would be, um, if he's in, who's out right now? And, and I think that's a difficult question. I don't really see a candidate um, to come out of the lineup if Wayne's in. Do you guys? Well, we picked uh, we picked Kempf to come out for Simmons to go in. But we, yeah, no, that's just no, not no, happening. We, we, you picked him. <laughs> I did. Okay, I picked him. Wait, did you see what Jay that's, Feaster said about the, the Achari line, though? Like, he, he thinks that's going to be no. a game changer. He said, well, I, yeah, I, I, like, I think he said he's going to drive uh, Tampa's, like, point line. And that point line is what? Point, Kucherov, and Stamkos. He said it's going to drive him crazy. Yeah, I mean, I don't... It's going to be interesting to see how Sheldon approaches the matchup game in game one. Like, I don't know if I'm confident putting that line out against... Um, against that line, the point line, 
I would um, only you know, if O'Reilly's there with him. Well, that's the thing, but he's not, right? Like you've got O'Reilly, Tavares, and Nylander as, as a separate line. So I don't know. You I think, think that's in stone, like not necessarily. But I think what could happen is O'Reilly could drop down to that third line. Maybe move, uh, maybe move Achari down, um, or Kerfoot and have O'Reilly, Yarncroke, and whoever um, on the left uh, on the road uh, as a real strict matchup line, so that when John Cooper is more control of the matchup, you're a little bit more. I, I would guess the word is diversified in your defensive acumen throughout your lineup. At home, you've got a bit more control, so I could see it, it shaping up the way the Leafs have practiced the last. Uh, the last couple of days. I mean, I guess just these, to get these back are mind to your games, point of- man. I think these are mind games. I, I do not think right. that John Tavares ends up on the wing. Like we were asking him today, when's the last time you played wing? He had to go back to like, I think it was like Olympic training camp. Well, it was actually, yeah. it was O'Reilly's first game. He played the wing in that <laughs> no. game. Or, or, or was it World <laughs> Cup like training camp? Like it, it doesn't happen. Like, and I get it. Like I thought Toronto's strength was you have one, two, three, you got Matthews. Then you got Tavares and then you got O'Reilly and O'Reilly can, man, he, he provides so many things for you. I, I think we're going to be talking he, a lot about O'Reilly by the end of the series. I do too. But I think the issue was that, okay, so say Tavares plays center, who plays wing on that line? And what's happened is their, their line, Tavares and Nylander at even strength down the stretch. Our buddy been really quiet. Our buddy Cali. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't know though. Like, I don't know if he's really giving you, um, that extra push offensively. And, and what the, what's going to happen there is you could end up with, with two lines that aren't really productive offensively. And then you hope Matthews and Marner and Bunting deliver. I think what you need is you need two lines that have a real good chance to shoot it in the net every time they're on the ice. And I, I think, you know, throughout most of the year leading up to the deadline, my thought was, man, Leafs really need a top six winger. Well, I think they acquired one by going out and getting Ryan O'Reilly in that it shifted Tavares over to the wing. And I thought that line when they played together has been pretty effective. So I think at, at home, Sheldon Keith could go down that road. On the road, I don't know. I think you might want to go back to Matthews, Tavares, and O'Reilly on separate lines. But at home, I, I kind of like the way the lineup is set up the last couple of days of practice. Yeah, you know what? Like for a year, like maybe a year ago or two years ago, I kept saying that, you know, by the end of John Tavares's contract, you will be a winger. Because, you know, you look at Stamkos right now, he's a winger. I, I think with the JT's foot speed, it just makes more sense not to have him down the middle. But this is, I, I, I'm, I'm going to say it's kind of, it sounds risky. When you got when you got a guy who is a natural center who hasn't played a lick of it this year, now you're moving him over to the wing. Like, why isn't O'Reilly? Maybe, maybe I'm just uh, maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe O'Reilly takes the face off and then you shift John over. Or if one guy gets tossed, you have that sort of advantage. I can see like where you're gonna go. And I agree with you. For game one, you know, you put up a half a dozen goals. You don't have to play that matchup game so much, right? So yeah, no, I I think. The other thing, too, is uh, I, I think I'm of the mind where nowadays you can't get caught up so much in in positions. I think oftentimes when you've got two guys on the ice like Tavares and, and, and O'Reilly, who both have experience um, playing center, the first guy back in the zone um, ends up taking on the center responsibilities. I think they're both smart enough players that they can make that read on the fly. Um, they communicate with each other. So I, I think I'd rather have two guys that are center icemen, so to speak, on the ice that are comfortable playing in that role, getting down low behind the net, you know, picking up the loose guy in the slot and not having enough. Um, and, and I think I think that's what's going to happen with that line is that they'll be able to make that call on the ice. You'll be stronger for it defensively. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's really going to work out well, to be honest with you in the, uh, in the first uh, couple games here, if that's what they do. And I, I think, look, if I was the coach, that, that is the decision that I'd make. And I would be, um, not just being a leave homer here. If people are going to accuse me of that. If I didn't like it, I'd say it. But if I was putting the lineup down, that that's pretty much how I would, uh, how I would have written it down. Yeah, it's my job to be the the leaf homer on this podcast. Johnny's literally wearing a leaf <laughs> ball cap, and what jersey do you have? Ken Baumgartner, <laughs> the bomber. 
What do you think of that one, Dave? Is that, is that an oddball Jersey? No, I think that's, uh, there's, there's a deep amount of respect to see somebody wearing a Kenny Baumgartner Jersey, who was a, a legend of those early nineties teams with, uh, guys like Kent Manderville and all of those guys. Kenny Baumgartner was one of the, the first guys I remember, um, as a kid growing up when I, uh, when I started following the Leafs. That's awesome. That's exactly <laughs> my life. You just explained my life. I've had this Jersey since I was 15 years old. I love how you name drop Kent Manderville, friend of the show. Yeah. A friend of the show. Now I saw that the other day in your piece. I guess that's why it jumps to mind, but yeah, I, I'd love to try Kenny Baumgartner down. I don't know what the guy's doing that. Oh, he's days. probably solving some kind of riddle. He's pretty much a genius, right? <laughs> I, I understand. Yeah. He's a really smart guy. Yeah. That I think awesome. he, yeah. I, last I heard he was in like finance. If that's true. I wouldn't doubt it. Cause he, he went to, um, he went to some Ivy league school. And then when he was done playing hockey, he went back to another one. I think he went to Yale. Wow. Did he? Yeah. I always say that's probably pretty guys on the hockey team are like the third and fourth liners because they figured out you know, how to like overcome the fact that they're not as fast as like a Connor McDavid. Yeah. Well, look at George Peros. He's a really smart guy. Kevin Westgar. Remember yep. him? Oh, yeah. Uh, he was an Ivy League guy that was well involved with the PA on the executive committee. Like Stu a lot Grimson. of times. It's- Stu Grimson's a lawyer, Stu- isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he is. He is down in Nashville. Big friend of the brunch, I might add. Uh, the Grim Reaper there. there you go. Very smart guy. Yeah. Hey, Dave, so you're picking the uh, same pick as me, Leafs and Six, right? Uh, is that what I tweeted out? I think you so. You tweeted it out. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, okay. kind of, I, I go back and forth, too, but I just think... I think they have more. No, it's not that I'm going back and year. forth. It's just I literally can't remember. Um, <laughs> I'm just looking at it right now. Yeah, Leafs and Six. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm, because I think... I think the Leafs should be the favorite in this series. Don't you think, boys? Like, oh, I don't think sure. that's unreasonable to suggest. For sure. If you go up and down, they are the better team. Yeah. The, the only, uh, so I give Tampa Bay, I, I give them the edge in uh, coaching and goaltending. But when I look at Tampa's defense, um, I think Toronto's going to eat them up. Uh, I, I really don't think that they have the foot speed to handle. And, and just Toronto has so many options. It's not even like, like you can go man for man and find Kucherov versus Matthews. Okay. Stamkos versus Marner. Okay. Or point, whatever. And uh, Nylander or Tavares. But Toronto just keeps going down like deeper and deeper and deeper. And you've got guys like now O'Reilly and Achari. Uh, I, I think they're loaded offensively. I think their defense is, uh, is actually better than Tampa's defense. If you look at it from a six man unit, the only thing is goaltending and coaching. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I think Tampa's blue line compared to where it was a year ago is 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 dramatically inferior, right? Yeah, like losing Ryan McDonough, huge. You could have Victor Hedman and Ryan McDonough, one of those guys on the ice each for half the game. And Pilat. then you had Mikel. Well, before we even get to the forwards, yeah. how about Jan Ruta, which was a really effective right. player? Um, you know, Chernak, uh, Sergachev. And, you know, whether it was Bogosian or Cal Foot, now you've got Nick Kerbick and Darren Radish <laughs> that are going to be playing real minutes. Yeah. Real minutes for 10. These guys uh, have never played a lick in a playoff. And so you've that's got, dramatically yeah. inferior. I, I'm with you, Dave. Like, Sergachev is maybe your number two defenseman. And I like Sergachev, but I like him as a number four. Yeah. I mean, he's not McDonough. No, he's to me. not. Well, look, the, so, Le- the Leafs are sitting NHL defensemen. They're sitting NHL defensemen. Who's that? You're right. Lilligren. Yeah. And Gustafson. Yeah. I, I think Lilligren on this Tampa team is a top four defenseman. I think he's better. Than I, I don't disagree. I, I don't disagree. And then, no, as you pointed out, Johnny, to, to lose Palat, like if you want to get out of a Johnny Cooper press conference quickly, do not ask him about Andre Palat. <laughs> yeah. Because he will go on and on and on and on about what he meant to that team. He coached so him to losing a, an age yeah. championship. In 2012, Tosca Corner down there at the Rico Coliseum. Right? <laughs> I was there, man. Were you there? <laughs> so was I. I uh, remember that like it was yesterday. The day after, I think uh, Dallas Aikens uh, grabbed, I forget who the Leaf was, but they, I think he lined up the whole team, uh, the whole Marley's team, and they tried to do the Tosca shot. And none of them could get to to ricochet off the boards the same way. It was like, we took like a hundred shots and it just doesn't happen. Like it was a million to one chance. 
Yeah. <laughs> Insane. So, you know, you lose those guys, you know, and then you also have to factor in that Tampa's, since they last played the Leafs, have, have gone through that round and put another three rounds of playoff hockey on their chassis and another regular season and another year of age. Yep. Like, eventually, all of that mileage will catch up to you. And in the meantime, the Leafs have, have played less hockey. They've gotten uh, a little bit better with age because they're not closing in on 30. We're closing in on mid-20s here. Another year of experience. Um, you know, you, you shift all these little factors incrementally, but it makes a big difference. So I, I really do believe that it's not outrageous to suggest that the Leafs should be considered a favorite going into this series. And quite frankly, it should it should be considered a significant um, disappointment. I'm trying to think of a stronger word, quite frankly, um, than disappointment. If they lose, they should win this series this year. Are you saying the stakes are high there, Dave? <laughs> Well, just a little bit. Just a little. Just a little bit. Yeah, I got the Leafs in five. Uh, okay. I got uh, the Leafs in five. How important do you think game one is? I see. Again, I think it's more important for Toronto than I do for mm. Tampa. I really do. And until the Leafs win a series and and divest themselves of that burden, um, I do think game one is really important because I remember last year. Uh, what did the Leafs win? Five, six, nothing, whatever it was. Yeah. You know, Tampa came out the next day and was like, eh, whatever. Yeah. The series is seven games, right? Like we're good, yeah, and was, they were. It was a it was a rocky fight. Like one guy swinging, the other guy swinging back, and the the momentum shifts were just. Massive. But they were never panicked after that 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 loss in game no. one. And I think was- if Toronto loses five nothing in game one tomorrow night. Like it's panic time in the city. And I oh. think understandably so. Right. And then yeah. if they win game one, they start planning the parade. There you go. Well, like, let's drop the puck already. And you know what, <laughs> you know, you can continue to listen to the hockey verse podcast for, we're going to be covering basically the whole series and maybe the whole run through the Stanley cup final. We'll see. So thank you again for listening to the hockey verse as always check out the hockeyverse.com for the latest stories on the Leafs, the league and more. And while you're there, sign up for the newsletter. You can follow us on Twitter at the Hockeyverse or at Michael underscore Trikos. And Dave McCarthy is at Dave A. McCarthy. For Johnny Legend and Dave McCarthy, I am Michael Trikos. And until next time, see you at the rink. Thank you for listening to the Hockeyverse. If you enjoyed this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing the Hockeyverse to your friends and family. Also, be sure to check out thehockeyverse.com. While you're there, sign up for our newsletter. It's specifically written for you, the diehard hockey fan. From insider news to opinion and analysis, our NHL-focused newsletter will entertain and equip you for the conversations of the day. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is The Hockeyverse.